This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So, welcome, gentlemen, to the new place, right? The new Connected by Water, right? And, um... We're here today on Connected by Water, presented by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, and fueled by Papa's Pilar Rum. I'm with my good pals, right? Cheers. Captain George Gods, Ozzy Delgado, right? Cheers. What's up, gentlemen? Oh, thank you for having us. Glad we get down here. You kidding me? I'm honored to have you. Yeah. And like right. I said, it's been a while. <coughs> honored to call you guys buddies. Yeah. First season when you were on the show, that was First season. Yeah, season going into one. season four, so it's been a, been a minute. Wow. Season four. Is season four just the recording season four now, or is it out? 2022 will be season four, so we're starting production. Yeah, starting season. production. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice, and you're on the outdoor. Outdoor channel. Outdoor channel. Yeah. Which is great, right? And we were just talking about that before the show, where I, that's where I see it now. I used to just watch it on YouTube all the time. Yep. But now it's on the outdoor channel, which is if you got a Samsung TV, which a lot of people do. That's how I watch it, at least yeah. on the Samsung Plus channels, which are great. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's just the show. Every time I show someone your program, everyone always says the same thing. It's like, man, the production value of that show is just phenomenal, which is true. Like, yeah. it, it's really outstanding in the work that, um, you know, the guys you know, are doing the, the colorblind and all those guys do yeah. is just great. You know what I mean? Obviously, you're you're the toppest of notchest of hosts, I think. You know what I mean? Thank you. Better than anyone in the business. You know, and, and really, I, I do mean that. I'm not just saying that because we're friends. It, it is the truth. Like, in every time anybody brings you up, like, the first word out of my mouth is my pro. George is a pro. For for sure, for sure. I mean, without a doubt. So, I appreciate yeah, that. You do, you do it really well. Yeah, man. we're trying, and um, I'm blessed to be in the situation that I'm at. Colorblind Media does an amazing job, and mm-hmm. I feel like so often I just show up and fish and just do what I do, and they make it look good. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what surrounding yourself by talent means. Yeah. You know, where you you have the ability to do that, and that's a great thing. Yeah. 
Once you find good people, you know what you I mean? That's it. And this this whole community is small and, you know, you make these connections with you and Ozzy and they just, you, you make these friendships and they last. And yeah. And they just continue to develop into to new things and new programs and just, it's a, it's a neat process. I never thought, you know, 15 years ago I'd be where I'm at today and again, blessed, fortunate to be here. Yeah. I mean, it's such a great little world that we operate in. Yeah. You know, it, it really is. It's just like, it's a find you know what I mean? To like find that niche and you're like, man, this is really, really just a cool space. You know what I mean? And then like you could just work it in so many different ways. And that's really what Connected by Water, the mindset of Connected by Water is all about to us is that whole network of people and how we're all connected and how we all like operate like for better or for worse sometimes. Um, but it's still there. It's almost like one living, breathing family. You know what I mean? For love or for hate. So, yeah. Um, so Ozzy, right? Um, Pacific Fins, Guatemala. Yes, sir. Um, premier location in Guatemala, like off the charts hospitality, off the charts fishing. Um, you know, and you're back. You both have been on the show independently, and it's like kind of cool to have you here together because uh, there's a few things I wanted to talk to you guys about today. One being, you know, we don't like to beat COVID to death on the show because it's like a, who wants to hear about that all the time, right? But for your circumstance, it really, really kind of hit home because for traveling and destinations and stuff like that, that really, really took a hit on on how that affected you guys. Yeah, I mean, going, I mean, rewinding back to March 2020, I mean, me and Niels Erickson were just, we got together and we just spoke and we're like, what are we going to do? I mean, we're going to have to lay off some people. And the, mm -hmm. la the last thing we wanted to do because – our guys are like family, you know, you work with them so many years and they take, you know, we, you know, they take care of us and take care of the clients. And, uh, it got to the point that it was scary. I mean, mm -hmm. we, to be honest, I mean, just like anywhere else. I mean, one thing, I mean, here in the States, at least you could at least go out and go out camping, do something, but there's nothing, there's nobody traveling internationally, not mm -hmm. just Guatemala, but around the world. And, um, I mean, we saw it pretty bad for months months i mean it just but thank god once um you know guatemala opened up around like october 18th i believe it was 2020 we started gradually little by little getting mm -hmm. clients in uh once we got into the november time frame it started getting better and better and then we had the invitational i mean people we didn't think we were going to have a successful Guatemala Billfish Invitational, and people were saying, Ozzy, how the heck did that happen? I mean, you, you guys made it happen. And he goes, yeah, it's not just us. I mean, we want to thank our clients, you know, for, for being a part of that. For, I mean, the word, I don't know if it's to take a risk, but everybody just wanted, needed to go somewhere. I mean, they mm -hmm. were just inside of home all those months, and just being in, like, saying jail. You know, everybody wanted to go do something. Um, and we had a successful tournament. We had a great time, and um, once that um, finished, January came around and it was like boom, boom, boom. And now it has been, thank God, it's been just crazy busy. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things um, I'm sure that was, you know, great to now you filmed like how many episodes? Two or three down there. God, I've, uh, yeah, I've done a couple two part series. I think we've, it's all three years, all three years of Unfathomed every season yeah. Yeah. we've done a show down there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the cool things is we talk about bringing people back and, you know, you did a travel trip 
down there, right? So yep. take me through that. Like, uh, how the, how was that? I mean, because that when I saw that, first of all, I had two reactions. Oh man, that's killer, right? And two, like, oh man, how am I not on that trip? Yeah. So <laughs> I was actually talking to a client today about that trip, and it was it's probably one of the most memorable, just insane trips I've ever been on mm-hmm. in my life. There was so much happening, so much going on that. I knew when I was even in the situation, I couldn't take it all in. But mm-hmm. It was one of those things that you experience and you go home and you digest it all and you're like, wow. And I was looking at a picture at the base of one of the Mayan ruins that we took after dark. We were granted special access to the, the national park where the Mayan ruins are. We were given a government uh, archaeologist to follow us and, and to educate us throughout the process. And Really? Yeah. yeah so it, 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 it was another level. That's I mean, cool. Just, yeah. And... and you're standing at the foot of a pyramid that's 2,000 years old, and you're there after dark. And we had an authentic Mayan shaman come in and do a fire ceremony. Mm-hmm. And, and at first, I was like, "Oh, this seems oh, like something that'd be cheesy." Yeah. It was, it was probably the coolest thing I ever did. Really? Just, yeah. And yeah. just, I love Guatemala. Not only the fishing is incredible. I tell people this all the time: fishing is amazing, but the culture and the history there. And the people, that's what keeps bringing me back. Yeah, that's, the people are great. Yeah, and to yeah. think that, I mean, you see these temples and you see that this thing has survived 2,000 years and to think of the people that, the, what it w- was at one point and where it is today, um, you could spend weeks going through that country and, and just exploring and discovering new things. We're, we have plans of going back. I have a hosted trip coming up in November that we can talk about, but on the backside of that, I have plans to bring my kids down. And uh, they have an inland lake there, a beautiful inland lake. What's the name of it? Lake Atatitlan. Oh, yeah, what, what? that one. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> Correct. Lake Atatitlan. That's what it's called. You got to have wow. like a Spanish See, There's a thing to that, right? There's, there's a way to yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But it's, a, it's, another, it's another part of the country. It's something that's beautiful that I haven't seen. So there's every time I go is back, there's... fish in that lake? I don't, I'm sure there is. There is fish in that lake, yes. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I mean, but like anything else, it's freshwater. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of fi- what, what bass, kind of? bass stuff yeah? like that? Yeah, like I mean I've never fished it myself. Yeah, because you know, we're always so busy with the whole saltwater deal. Right. But from what I hear, it's uh, you get some pretty big fish there. Yeah. yeah nice. Yeah. Nice. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, the no. The place. I'm Anytime just, anyone mentions yeah. Lake mentions Lake to me, I gotta ask that question. <laughs> 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 fish in that thing? There's gonna be fish in it. If it's Guatemala, there's gonna be fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just one of those those places. Uh, it's almost like I've been there. I think six or seven times now. It's almost like a second home. It, oh, it nice. feels like, honestly, there's not many places that I say like, "Whoa!" When I retire, I'd want to have a little place of my own there. Mm-hmm. But Guatemala is one of those places that I could really? see myself. Yeah, because well, the people are so appreciative. That's the thing. Like, they appreciate you being there. Mm-hmm. People say, "Well, it's, I've always felt safe." There's never been a moment that I've been there. I've, I've gone from one end of the country to the other. I brought my girlfriend. We. I was extremely comfortable, never never any uneasiness. Um, bringing my kids, if that tells you anything. Mm-hmm. The fishing is incredible. The people are incredible. It's just, uh, you know, the country has so much to offer. Yeah. I'm so fortunate that I met Ozzy and uh, have been able to do what we've, we've done together. Yeah, that's awesome. And we're looking forward to going down there because... I guess for the first time we're going to announce that for the Invitational, we will be present we at get, We're going to do a toast to that. Hey, yeah. yeah. So, that would be awesome. Yes. So, which we're really, really looking forward to that. So Yeah. So, yeah. this Guatemala Billfish Invitational, it's kind of, it's my, it would be my third season, I think, of, of coming for the Invitational. Or I think more than that. I mean, third or fourth. Um, yeah. You know, every year they have this Guatemala Billfish Invitational, and it's a tournament. <clears throat> 
you know, helps bring awareness to the bill fishery there. And um, it's just a group of, you know, like people that get together and just yeah. have an amazing time. It's just, yeah, I'm looking forward to you being there and, and experiencing it. And it's more than just billfish too, because you were telling me before we got on, there's like what, like thirty something roosters in. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I mean, in through, a day or something like correct. that. So, throughout the years, uh, for the past couple of years, uh, we've been, you know, doing a little bit of our, you know, research of to see what other species, because you know the guys are. I mean, everybody down the the dock, any captain, any crew, basically a program for billfish. That's what you know. What Guatemala is known for, selfish capital of the world on the Pacific side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, for the past couple of years, I've gone down there right after ICAST, now that we mentioned ICAST, and done a little research, gone after roosterfish, gone after, you know, Cabrera snapper, you name it, uh, other species, and there's a lot. I mm-hmm. mean, I remember our best day on roosters was 33 releases in one day. I mean, it was just uh, it was just crazy. I mean, and you're stone throw away from the resort because you're on the other side of the inlet. Um, you're around, the, you know, alongside the beach. Um, I mean, of course, yellowfin tuna. Of course, you're not going to get the huge ones in Puerto Vallarta, stuff like that. You're not going to get right. the three, four hundred pounders, you know. But there's an occasional two hundred pounders caught. Um, then you know That's the a ar- big elephant. Yeah, I know, still, of course, man. yeah, of course. But Those then you know the average is forty, sixty pounds, eighty pounders, one twenties, you know. But typically, I mean, it, it's there's so much there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just broomtail grouper. Um, I mean, snook. That's another thing that I want. That's that's my next thing. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, I was I was this last trip. I, I brought a bunch of Yozuri plugs down, and, and the mates like, "Oh, that that's the plug. That's the plug I, I use for snook." I'm like, "There's snook." He goes, "Oh yeah, that's the best plug here." So I said, "Here." I gave him the plug. I get home two days later. I get a text with a picture. Oh, I got to show you this a picture. Giant snook. Really? And I'm like, "Yeah, I am doing that next time." Yeah. And that's the cool thing is that they're evolving. You know, they're and they don't stay stagnant. They're evolving. The, the fishery evolves, and they they learn new things. The first couple, I think, the first couple of years, we didn't even talk about rooster fish. We didn't talk about snook. We didn't talk about the other things that are available because, like you said, people were kind of programmed to, you know, just the billfish. Um, but I think what what we're finding is there's so much more there to offer for the place. And I think what Ozzy has kind of discovered too, with kind of our journey together, is that it's not even the fish. And that's really the kind of the part that I try to tell people: mm-hmm. it's not the fish. It's you go there, and the fishing is incredible, but that's just one small part of it. And when you do that that travel side of it, and the the you know the culture and the history side of it, yeah, we saw this with our last hosted trip. We just had a hosted trip where I took twenty of my clients down. We arrived um, into Guatemala City at like noon. And we took them into Antigua, which is their old capital city. Mm-hmm. Cobblestone streets. I mean, rich in history. Just a wonderful destination. And they had just as much fun there spending the afternoon in this city than they did fishing. So the next trip that we're going to do is we're going to spend the night there. We're gonna, there's a beautiful hotel, yeah, Costa cool. Santo Domingo. We're going to spend the night there. Um, and let people experience more. So you know, we can talk about the fishing. The fishing is phenomenal. But there's, you know, I think we're coming to find is there's so much more. Yeah, and, and the whole thing is because our first stop was at the House of Rum. Now that we're having rum, the House mm-hmm. of Rum. And at first, people were okay, you know, they get, then they started drinking. Then it went out, we went out to the street to just check out, you know, knickknack stores, this, that. And it got to the point that we're like, George was saying, all right, guys, it's time to go to, you know, to the resort. And they're like, why are we leaving? You know, right. everybody wanted to be up to do something. It was like, oh, see, I got to get back here, man. There's, I mean, it, that was of the 20 guys that's basically 
all them saying. Everybody why said we, that. Yeah. Why are we leaving? Why yeah. Are we leaving? Why and we interesting leaving? enough, I had one client was kind of hesitant. You know, he was hesitant about the security side of it and, you know, whether it was safety. And I said, listen, we'll, whatever it takes to make you comfortable when you come on this trip, I'll do it. I'll get you an armed guard to follow you the whole entire time. I'll fly you directly from Guatemala City to the coast if you want to take a small plane so you don't have to take a car ride. All these things I offered him. And, he's, and he finally said, no, no, I'll go with you guys. And that afternoon in Antigua, he's like, I can't believe I almost missed this. I can't really? believe I was not going to be a part of yeah. this. He's like, this is, you know, I almost missed out on this part of it. But this happens a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, the uh, of course everybody, you know, I would say I would say I would say I was seventy percent that do call me and say, Ozzy, look, I'm thinking about making a trip down there. Uh, if they haven't, never, you know, with you know. But when they hear through friends, it's one thing that they're like, okay, it's good to go. We're going. Mm-hmm. But people that don't have friends or somebody that never actually been to Guatemala, the first question, you know, is there. You know, safety concern. This is safe, yeah. yeah. But it is funny. 100%. Mm-hmm. Once they set foot in Guatemala, they're hooked for life, Dennis. They're hooked yeah. for life. Yeah. The, um, you know, it, the funny thing is, is that, like, it's anywhere you go. There's pockets of bad places. Of course. Right? Because you can come to the United States of America. And, like, there's places I'm not going to send you. If yep. you're traveling from another country here. It's like, no, you got to just come here and... That's Correct. it, you know. Correct. But I mean, so so that's that's just how it goes sometimes, right? Yep. Absolutely. Well, I think that's the thing. A part of, of these hosted trips, I think, like you said, a lot of people want to travel these desti- destinations. They have uncertainty. They have uncertainty of the mm-hmm. country. They have uncertainty of, you know, is there any hidden like hidden surprises that I'm not going to know about? So to be able to go with somebody like myself or somebody like Ozzy, to be able to go with somebody that's been there so many times and takes all the guesswork out of it, yeah, that's what's good. So that's why it's easy to fill up these trips that we do. We get you know 20 guys together twosomes, foursomes, there was a couple of fathers and sons, you know, that went nice. down and just just a great time. And, and it's gotten to the point already that, and this is going to be the second one, but when George was a- asking me, is Ozzy, I mean, well, do we need to do more a year? I mean, it's got to the point that one is not enough. So he yeah. now has to do twice a year, holds a trip because that is that much interest mm-hmm. that people want to do that. Yeah. So you using those Yosuri poppers for those roosters too? We trolled this. I actually was trolling some some Missouri's on mm-hmm. the last one, um, and then they would come up and eat. Yeah. It's really cool is because um, we'll troll teasers for them, and they'll come up in the teasers, and you can bait and switch them. You can just right. tr- you can just drop really? them yeah, is, is on the sa- roosters? And the roost, and their and their fins <laughs> are out of the water. Come on. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. insane. It's like catching just, a marlin? Correct. Is they a, come in on a squid chain. They yes. come in on a squid chain Stop. and stay in on the squid chain until you, you bait them off with yeah. a ballyhoo. Really? Yeah. It's, when I was fishing in Costa Rica for them, uh, we would just take those poppers and just, you know, on a panga Correct. and just yank, yank, and then your back just like yeah. dead in like five minutes. No, we just it's troll just along the it. beach yeah. and they come up on the on the squid chain and you just, <laughs> it's it's insane. Dude, that's awesome. And they're so cool when they come out because they have their fins out, you know, yeah. and that that just, it's completely out of the water. And yeah, you got to the point. We, we go offshore for a little while, catch a bunch of billfish, mm-hmm. come in short. I mean, as soon as, I mean, we just got to the spot and we just turned. And boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That was, like, incredible. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and the blue marlin. Right? Yeah, I had caught my first blue in the last trip. That's awesome. I've never caught a blue marlin. I caught my first blue marlin. That's great. And then the next day, we had one come up and eat a teas- ate it the teaser ripped. and just would not let the teaser go. Mm-hmm. And then the third day, uh, one of Alex, one of our other uh, guys that came with us, he, he caught a big one, too. So yeah. lots right. of blue marlin, yep. you know, especially that time of the year. When were we? March? May. May. Lots of blue marlin too. Yeah. Um, so it's got it's 
pretty sick. So now, now the resort, it's kind of humming. Yes, now, it right? is. Yes, so. it is. And, and another cool thing is not just humming now. I mean, this is basically our slow season. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind you, of course, you know, everybody was locked up for a while, you know, and our slow season has been pretty busy, so to say. And then now, because our peak season is, is from October mm-hmm. all the way through latter part of May, June, early June is yeah. our peak season. Uh, but 2022, I mean, the remainder of 2021 from October on, to 2022, it's it's filling up pretty fast. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nice. stoked you're going to be there. I found out you're going to come. I think yes. that's cool. Yeah. Yes. That'd like sick. I'm, I'm excited. Can oh, we do a yeah, podcast? I, he's, yeah, he's coming too. I haven't told him yet. So this is when Justin finds out that he's coming. So sick. Nice. So he'll be there. The man yeah. behind the curtain pulling yeah. the levers <laughs> right. is going to be there. So, yeah, he'll be there. So. Yeah, it's it's a fun event. You guys can have a blast. Nice. Yeah. So um, I didn't get a ton of. Strange questions today. That's on me, right? But I do have a couple. One of them is short and sweet, and the second one's a little bit loaded. So, and George, oh they're for you. Good luck. Oh right? boy! So this is our Papa's Pilar Strange Questions <laughs> segment, right? Then they remind you to never be a spectator, right? Um, so I'm gonna bring these up on my phone. So usually I'm more prepared for these, but I think we're going to do a good job today. So, George, I got a question here from Rufus Wakeman. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's from Rufus. So for those of you that don't know who Rufus Wakeman is, I don't know how you don't if you watch our show because Rufus is, you know, we talk about Rufus all the time. He's one of the greatest episodes we've ever had because he's just the best talker. Um, But he wants to know... Who the best person in the world is to call if you ever get a gaff top sale catfish spine <laughs> stuck in your finger? So he wants to know if you remember who that is. It's not me. It's not it's you? probably my girlfriend. Yeah. 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 Yeah, my girlfriend's a nurse practitioner in the ER, so uh, Rufus has had some injuries yeah. that she is taking care of. So yep. I do have an ER background that I could probably fix them, but uh, I think he's speaking of her and not me. He says, uh, Heather's a great gal, Yeah, is what he says. Yeah. She was thoroughly professional and yanked that damn spike out of my finger. <laughs> <laughs> so. I get a call a lot. I get a lot of medical calls from friends. They're like, oh. Uh, you still get people calling you about all that stuff? Yeah, they're like, well, they know about her. And they're like, is she working tonight? You know, that's, when, when that's <laughs> the first question, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. She works, so what if she's not working tonight? You're going to wait till she's on shift uh, next? Well, we, you got to go, know, right? you to make a call. And somebody's going yeah. to wait in the waiting room. It's it's all who you know. It's anything in any business. Yeah. It's just like the fishing business. If you know somebody in the medical business, mm-hmm. when you're sick, it always helps to know somebody. Regardless yeah, of whatever true. it is. That's true. My sister is, um, God, she's a veteran nurse. She used to be CNO at Florida Medical, and then she's moved around, taking lesser roles, like in control of the whole floor. Like that's a lesser role to her, you know. But anyway, so anytime the family needs anything, like we call her before nine one one at all costs. Exactly. Yeah, you need a doctor's appointment. You need to get in quicker. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you need. You or just she'll just it. rush over to the house yeah. and just take care of you, and you're done. You don't have to go to the ER exactly or the, phone or a friend or what's the new one the the fast place to go the Medi Center is yeah yeah, yeah one of those phone a friend <laughs> <laughs> so all right so this next one is this long whoa Jesus right wow and on our last episode um, was guest Chip Sheehan okay and where I had texted you I said hey you gotta 
question for Chip, and you're like, well, it's not really a question, but this is what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm going to return the favor to Chip, oh, boy. and he's going to say this. So I'm going to, I'm just going to read this to you. Copy right. This is probably the best way to do this, rather than me decipher the last one like, <laughs> I, like I did the last one. So he says, when we caught a swordfish on his bay boat, he got really, really excited. So excited, he had to apologize to the camera. Okay, I got a little excited. Is that the most excited he's been on camera yet? If not, what is? That's just part one. Is that the most excited you've been on camera, do you think? Probably. Yeah. I, I remember the camera with, the man, with his ear, ear put, pods in, just like looking at me like, ah, because I was screaming so loud in the microphone. Yeah. You know, you got to understand. Um, well, you're on a bay boat. Right? You're in a bay boat. There's so much that goes in. Like, I, t I tell people this all the time. Like, I was an emergency room nurse for 15 years, and people are like, oh, that's stressful. Well, that's not stressful. You drop dead in front of me, I'm going to figure it out. There's algorithms you follow. It's just you do this. It's just kind of mm -hmm. programmed. So there's steps you follow, and it's almost somewhat controlled chaos. When you're fishing, and especially when you're in the production world, it's, there's so many variables that you can't control. Everything has to come together perfectly. Mm -hmm. And you try to be in control of as many of those variables as possible, but it just doesn't, and especially fishing out of a bay boat. We're fishing out of a bay boat 25 miles offshore trying to catch a swordfish. And it's like, you shouldn't be doing this. You know, the yeah. weather has to line up. The fish have to line. Everything has to line up perfectly. So when it all comes together and that all that, I think it, what you saw there was an authentic release of just the stress of yep. what, what, what goes into one episode. And, and I'm a normal guy. I, I try to get that across to everyone. I'm just a normal guy. It's a normal fisherman that just has the normal stresses of everyday life. And this is just a job that I'm doing and I'm fortunate to do it. But the stress is there to get a fish. And then what you saw there was just the – just – it was authentic, you know? I love it. Yeah. Like the, I love the yeah. fact that he asked that question, that you reacted yeah. that way because I know it's genuine because I know you. And, yeah. and I just know, like, you're a cool customer, man. You really are. Yeah. You're just like, when, when it comes to George Gods, you're just like, you walk in with your shades today. Hey, what's up, guys? You know, <laughs> like, he's this cool dude, right? That's just how you are. That's how you're wired. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to see you go off like that yeah. is a great thing. Because I remember when we went out for our episode, it was like, wasn't the best day of fishing. I remember the night before we're driving around in your truck and you're just like, you got any good reports? I'm like, yeah, they're not good. You know, And it was like not going to be a good fishing day. But we made the best of it. We caught a couple kings in the morning and we ended up going two for three for sales in the afternoon. Yeah, it was right? awesome. And I was super yeah. stoked. And then that, that was really yeah. like, because we weren't expecting yeah. to get any yeah. fish that day. And we ended up converting yeah. on a few fish and it was great. I was excited. We were, like, we were both yeah. like hooting and hollering. It was you know, when you can bring that energy to the table, that, that's awesome. So yeah. I think people see me a lot of times, too, and they're like, oh, you look, you know, grumpy or this or that. It's just, I think it's it's this, it's the, just that stress that you carry around with you. Yeah. You want, you know, when you start to achieve a certain level of success, you want to maintain that. And it puts yeah. a little bit of pressure on you, and I, maybe I'm not the best with handling that pressure. I, I'm not quite sure. But it's just, you want to do a good job. Um but no matter what happens, I want to be true to who I am. You know, the, one of the yeah. the best bits of um, advice I ever got was from Jose Wahebi. I just met him at a, a Mercury event prior, just prior to him dying. And I went up to him and I'm like, you don't know me. I'm starting, a, I, I host a show for, for Florida Sportsman. You know, I, wa I, I want to be you. I, I, I idolize the guy. 
And I'm like, do you have any advice? It's a good one to idolize. Yeah. And he's like, just be true to yourself. Be, be yeah. true. And that just kind of, that stuck with me. It's, 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 it's who I am. We don't try to hide anything on our production. I think that's what people appreciate as well. You know, we'll show you the mess ups. We'll show you the screw ups, the bloopers and stuff because it's fishing. We're not, I'm not perfect. I'm not the best. I'm not, the, I'm, I've tell, I'm far from the best fisherman. I mean, there's so many better fishermen than me. I don't think I'm the best fisherman. There's far better fishermen than me. First of all, you're an amazing fisherman, and I appreciate you saying <laughs> that, right? But, you know, but it's the humility is, is the more admirable yeah. aspect of that comment, I think. But, you know. Well, you have to stay humble in no matter what you do. You know, in, in, in fishing, especially in, in this kind of industry, especially with the television. Um, you know, I've been big into jiu-jitsu the last five years, and I think, learning humility that will teach you humility faster mm-hmm. than anything else in this world and, I, and i'm kind of glad i found that kind of helped center me as well yeah that um yeah humility is not a bad thing yeah no definitely not i mean authenticity is, is goes a long way especially in this world right and i'm sure you can speak to that too because you know this is we talked earlier about how this is just kind of like that unique bubble niche right and People can expose that and see that from a mile away, yep. I think, especially in this world, because you're in a world of when you talk about salty guys and girls that they can they know what's genuine, what the real article is and what's not. Right. And it's important, I think, to be honest. Yep. Right. And I try to be that as well, because, listen, I know my thing is painting fish more than catching fish. And I'm not going to put I'm not going to try to disguise that in any other way, because I know the best of the best i've fished with the best i fish with the best of the best but that doesn't necessarily translate to me because i don't do it every single day right so i gotta be honest about that because i fish with guys that that gets exposed real quick you got to be honest with them you'd be like you gotta and they'll know they know what you know and what you don't know you know and and there's no hiding that and but some people think there is hiding that and there's not you know then that's just the world that we operate in and it's probably the same thing um with what you're bringing to the table, right? With the authenticity of, of the resort and, and bringing together that hospitality level and delivering the goods on the fish and just bringing people down there and just like being like genuine, like, listen, we know what you want. This is what you're getting, you know, and we know what we're doing. We're bringing you the best quality boats at the best location, you know, and you're not trying to disguise it any other way. Correct. You know? So, and I think, like you talk about, like our relationships, the three of us sitting here is is that is that authentic authenticity that you talk about. It's we're friends, you know. We've mm-hmm. become friends through the industry and what we do. Um, we're not here selling each other because we feel like we have to sell. I have to sell Pacific fins, or I have to sell right Dennis Friel artwork. I, it's not that. It's just you want. I think when you're comfortable in your situation and you're confident and you're secure, it you. F- you have the confidence to build other people up. And that's, I, I like mm-hmm. that part of the industry though. I like to surround myself 100%. with those that will help build me up because what I found, I've done this, I've probably filmed for 12 years and a real time floor sportsman for a bunch of years. And now unfathom, it's just, you have to be true to your word. And, um, the industry is small. Do what you say, say what you do. You're going to have to sit across the table with you for a year from now. If I promise you something and deliver it. And, uh, you know, just produce the highest quality content, be true to your word. And uh, I think the rest is just help, you know, really foster the relationships. Just be a, be a man of your word, really. It's a genuine, 
Genuine. We're still in the middle of Chip's other part oh of his boy. questions. There's more so. questions. Oh, Jesus. All right. So, let me see. I'm just going to read this. This is all verbatim. So, this is not me. This is Chip. God, Chip just typed say that a for lot. The record. I didn't think he was that he good did type a lot. I didn't think he was. He didn't respond to me right away. He was thinking about it, apparently. He had, he had somebody work it. on it. I texted him at like 9 in the morning, and then he didn't respond to me by like 1.04 here, and I said anything, and then all of a sudden, the next thing I know, I get this back. So he That's because he was writing a lot. He was like, yeah. <laughs> I know. It takes him a long time to write words, so who knows? Damn good fisherman. Yes. Um, after getting back to the dock, we were cutting the fish up. We had a lady walk up and ask, can you guarantee us catching a fish if we charter you? He used one of the best liners. He used one of the best one-liners I've ever heard, and I still use it to this day. What did he say to her? The answer, he said, "Ma'am, I am a guide, not a, a god. god. <laughs> but That's we will do the best we can." And he put in parentheses, "So classic." So then he says, when listening to girlfriend material, the band, and drinking some fruity drinks he liked a lot, <laughs> what in the world possessed him to go get the swordfish head and bill and dance around with it on his head? Was it a hot chick at on the dance floor, too many fruity drinks, or was he just still excited? Still excited. <laughs> it's that, I tell you, it's just that, it's that relief. It's, it's weeks of anticipation and preparation being rewarded with a successful trip. Yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't happen. You know, all the chips don't fall in the right place all the time. And mm-hmm. it's so often that you struggle to get a, a show done. You know, you, you're you on a limited budget. You have a limited amount of time. And like I said, there's so many variables you can't control. So when it does all come together, I mean, we, we've let loose a couple a couple nights after production. Mm-hmm. That last night when you know you have everything yeah. that you needed and uh, you can just just celebrate and that was one of those nights that was so much fun i still remember that night i was dancing around with the swordfish bill on my head <laughs> at two georges he doesn't even play two georges i think it's the yeah. bar yeah yeah that, yeah, that yeah was, two georges yeah i yeah. mean we pull into this place and then the, we we had the swordfish draped over the back of the boat just draped over the back and we pull in the place is packed and going off and people are looking at us like what in the world are these people doing and it, it was just such a great feeling to be successful that day that's awesome and I nice. think that was one of my first swords, and it not caught a bunch. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, when you're out on the bay boat and you got to go out so deep, I mean, that's yeah. always a gamble, right? Yeah. So, and that was the same thing that happened in Guatemala because I know he really wanted that blue marlin. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I understand you have your fans here and stuff like that, but let's go out at least a day together. Just go out looking for your blue. Mm-hmm. And when all like he, like he says, when it all came down. To the stars aligned. Oh my God! It was a perfect bite too. Oh he came in God. on a teaser. It just, I mean, it was every. It was like you couldn't have painted it any better. He comes in on a teaser. His bills out of the water. You know, they just get the pitch bait, pull it out of the cooler, and just slide back the pitch bait to him. The captain yanks the, the teaser away from him, and he just head and shoulders out of the water and just yeah. piles on it. You and, know, and it was and just picture moment. Come tight, and he just starts jumping. You're like, oh, it's just. Oh, it's just the best feeling. That to me yeah. is the best feeling in the world. Those blues are just so electric when they jump. Yeah. Like just the energy of the world yeah. just changes. And, and that's what I love about what you do. It's so hard to replicate that sometimes unless you see it. Like I tell people that like to see a sailfish jump when he's lit up like he is. So often we see these pictures of people holding fish after they've been fought. They're so dark and they lose their color, but when they're when they're lit up and 
just so vibrant with the colors. It's like, wow, man, you can't, it's hard to even paint that. Yep. How would you even find the colors to paint that? Yeah. I. So, um, she's going to kill me, but Neela, our new designer just started two days ago. Right. And I was telling her, I'm like, okay, so I'm getting her familiar with the business. I'm like, well, there's a podcast today. And she's like, oh, cool. She got all excited. And I'm like, what? She's like, well, who's coming on? And so I explained the two of you guys. And I showed her our episode that we did. And for me, it was so cool to go back and watch it again. Because when it first came out, I watched it like every day for like three months straight. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I haven't watched it in a while. So I went back. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. It was such a great day and it's such a great time. But we talked a lot about that, about you know, the beauty of the fish and the beauty of the catch and just like, you know, how it makes you feel. Um, but it, it is such an amazing experience to see a billfish go off. I mean, there's like, I can't think of a better thing on planet earth than just, just being on the other end of that line or even just being on the boat and just watching it is just like nothing compares on the yeah. colors and just the yeah. energy. And it's like, like what did I say? I think it's, I said it's like the pinnacle of action, right? It, it's addictive. Yeah, it's addictive, and that's that's why you keep coming back. That's why you keep going out, man. Yep. You're gonna need to bring a, a sketch paper or something to, to Guatemala and just do something. Oh like yeah, we'll, you know we'll what have I mean? Because to me, I, that's what I loved about our show together is when you put pencil to paper, and it was your uh, your view of what the day was, and that's really what we were trying to capture in that show. You know, we're trying to tell that story of uh, to me i'm just mesmerized by how you do what you do like do you see that i'm looking around at these pictures and like when you start is that what you see in your head or does this start on the bill and then i work my i'd like it, it probably never ends up the way i originally see it because you want to kind of it's kind of like fishing itself right i always draw parallels to art and fishing to where you can walk out with a plan but you got to adapt you know what i mean so you might draw some one thing where the another way and you might have an idea in the middle of the experience or you might start seeing it bending in a different way or going in a different way and you just kind of go with it sometimes you know, a detail on the, on that tarp, on the, on the tarp. Know, that's what i'm looking at like how many tarpon have you caught to know that that's what it looks like and that's the way he bends and that's the way he turns or is that just your imagination you know that particular piece that doc masters piece is you know every the significance of it to me Right, there's t probably two levels of significance to me. Um, you know, when I first left the day job and I had this painting going on in the background, it's like but the first thing I did before I started any of my projects was like I had this painting going on for months and months and months. I'm gonna just gonna sit and I'm gonna finish it. So it really like kind of like signifies like when we got rolling as a studio. That's why I'll always have that as a piece here. Um, but the secondary thing is, see, I was the kind of kid that grew up on the other side of the tracks. I didn't grow up out east. I When I went to Gibbons, which was a private school out here in East Fort Lauderdale, Baby Drive, and everything like that, it was like going to Beverly Hills 90210, right? <laughs> For a kid that was like from the other side of the tracks, that was, I think that was the first time I actually saw a Porsche. It was like going to that school, right? So I mean, that was the experience. So, you know, what I would do is I would draw for people, like those kids all had boats. I didn't have a boat. Right, so I would draw for people, like, whatever we catch, I'll draw it for you, right? And then they take me fishing. And then that's how I kind of got started painting oh, fish Oh, wow, a lot. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, wow, so, so, so then people would be like, oh, yeah, bring Dennis, bring Dennis, bring Dennis, because I was drawing on fish. Nice. So, but 
growing up, that's how I would always see tarpon. You always see these big, beautiful, on the flats, glorious, yeah, majestic moments, right? So I grew up catching tarpon off a dock, right? That's where I would see them. I just do throw something in front of their face and then get tight. You know, so that's the significance of it to me, Doc. Master. I'll take you fishing if you want to paint me one, something like that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, that's that's. It. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. One of the things that we've been doing on the show lately, I'm interested to hear this answer from both of you guys because you guys are both accomplished anglers, is that I started asking people about the one that got away. And I... The first time I asked it, it was really cool. I asked George Pavaromo and, and Captain Harry Vernon, and they came back with some really cool stories. Um, but I was like, I was telling Justin, and Justin's like, man, you got to ask everybody that because it's really, it's a variable. It's like an interesting thing to hear from people. So, like, my one that got away was, like, this huge, huge, massive mahi. But it was, like, on an unlikely day where I went out with a couple of buddies of mine who weren't really very good anglers, but they wanted me to take the fishing on his brand new 23 Rabalo, like bow rider. Right. And it was a rough day. I'm like, guys, this isn't going to last too long, but they were hell bound. I go, I'm like, we'll go. And I got the biggest mic in my life. Right. In like five minutes. Right. Just like, just dropping like a skirt. And then we lost it at the boat. And it was just like the most horrifying moment of my life. I'm like, this is, must have been. I'm telling. I'm not exaggerating. It must have been like a 65 pound mic. It's like huge. Right? But anyway, what's your one that got away? Everyone's got one. What's I, the, I, that, I, that one fish that you wish he could really say? Maybe you've caught enough fish to where you made up for it. I don't know. No, I, I mean, there's just a lot of close calls. I think there's a lot of close calls. You know, when we've been filming and you have something, you know, I can think back of when we were snook fishing at home. There's always more pressure on me when I fish my home waters. Right. And we were fishing at Roosevelt, which is a very common place for, for large snook. Mm -hmm. And Did uh, they fix that bridge, by the way? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 It's, it's all back and working. Um, but I had a fish that had to be in the 30-pound class range, roll up on a bait, and I saw it clear as day. And then the camera didn't see it, but I saw it, and I knew what it was. And I thought, man, that would have just sent me to the next level. Mm -hmm. But thinking about you saying that, it's not its not really the one that got away. We just filmed an episode this last season where we did battle with a swordfish for 12 hours. And that was probably the most epic battle of my life. And the whole entire 12 time. 12 hours? 12 hours. 12 hours we were out of um, Isla Mirada sword fishing it's not um, a filming another day? sword so another sword show out of a this time out of a hybrid boat but we went out sword fishing it was our second day so it was our final day of production Nine thirty in the morning we come tight on the tip rod and he within 10 minutes he jumps and we know he's a big fish mm -hmm. you don't know how big because we kind of caught out the corner of our eye but we know he's a big fish at that time the buoy rod goes down now we have two fish on so we start to concentrate on one. We think, well, we'll get the buoy rod. We'll get this fish in. We'll get the buoy rod. Well, this fish just gets down and dirty. And just uh, a couple hours into it, we get stretched out like 3,000, 4,000 revolutions on the, on, the, on the buoy rod and end up parting the buoy rod off somehow. So now we're focused on this one fish. And it's mm -hmm. the final day of production. I have to get this fish. 1230 comes up and we get him close to the service. I send my, I had one of my uh, cameramen who was a really good free diver. He goes over to the side, which is crazy enough to swim with him because there's a lot of fish. People yeah, don't realize yeah. there's a lot of fish you can swim with. Swordfish is not one of the fish you want to swim with. And if you They'll do, get you. they will come after you. Yeah. And people don't realize that. So yeah. our plan was and to keep. And there might be a lurker. Yeah. And our plan was to keep him 
outside of the fish and me kind of tension on the fish to try to keep, you know, our risk factors down. But he went in and uh, fish got spooked and he came up and he said, I got to look at it. It's a, you know, it's a good fish. He said, I think it's foul hooked. I'm like, what? Well, long and short of it, now this fish goes down to 400 feet and I can't turn him. For no matter what I did, I couldn't turn him. I couldn't turn him. Couldn't the turn him. Twelve hours and foul hooked makes a lot of sense now. Foul hooked yeah. in the dorsal, directly oh, in no, the dorsal, really? in the hardest part of his body. Could never turn him. Um, hours and hours, and you don't. You put a certain amount of pressure on him, but you don't want to break him off because you've invested so much time. This right. is my last day. I have to get this fish. And so many times in your mind, you're just like, oh, what if I lose this fish right now? And that's all I thought about for twelve hours is if I lose this fish right now. If I lose this fish. 7 o'clock at night, he comes up. We get him close, you know, spinning around the boat. Finally, we like 8 o'clock, we get a dart shot on him, and he mm -hmm. shoots back down to 2,000 feet of water. Come on. Shot straight, and with 400 feet of rope oh, and a no, buoy. I'm tired. Now he pulls the buoy down, down to 2,000 feet. Oh. And now at this point, we have drifted 35 miles. The fish is down on the bottom, and it's dark now. So I'm not going to if he comes up, I can't even see the buoy. Long and short of it, it was an hour and a half to pull him off the bottom. He had died down on the bottom. The harpoon went through his back and just kind of tore him, and he must have just dove down to the bottom in his last last will and, and died on the bottom foot by foot. We had to just pretty much hand crank him back up and bring him back to the surface, and it was like 9.30 at Dead night. Dead we, we landed him. He was, I think, like 250 pounds. It was a good fish, but it wasn't – Yeah, but – You like thought it was like a nickel. You're like, oh, this is yeah. this giant fish. You're seeing it jumping away, but that every second of that – battle i thought that this thing something's gonna break something's gonna give and i'm just gonna jump off this boat and kill myself <laughs> that's all i kept thinking right in the dorsal huh? oh yeah right in the dorsal but it, long and short, it was a, probably one of the best places to hook him he wasn't gonna pull yeah yeah this is an island marata yeah 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 where'd you end up God, I don't even know where I was out in front of it it was like a 35 mile run now back <laughs> yeah it was crazy i mean i yeah. i had a um I had a sat. I didn't think I. Yeah, I brought my sat phone, and I just called one buddy. I'm like, "Listen, call everybody you know. It's gonna be looking for me, and tell them that I'm okay. Yeah, that you know we're fighting a fish, and it was pretty, pretty insane. Yeah, we went out for a swordfish tournament when he was on Swordfish Mayhem last year's Swordfish Mayhem, but on Harris's 48 Intrepid, and like eight guys. So it's like all day, like swordfishing, because he didn't want to be bored all day. Right. So because he's just like looking at the tip, you know. And then, but we ended up like not catching a sword that day. But you know, but he brought all his like buddies on. They're all having the drunk fast yeah. at the end. So we're like, oh, let's just stay out and keep fishing. After lines out. Well, we're out there and no one can call us because we're out of cell range. So like the whole tournament's like these guys haven't come. Oh in yet. God! So when we start getting in the range, finally, like all our phones start blowing. Look, up. Like, right here. Why yeah. you need one of these? Yeah. So segue <laughs> into one of these. So. Um, Justin, do you want to deliver the message on, cause you're the, you're probably the one that best can explain all yeah, the details the of this. Cool thing about, uh, you know, ACR typically has always been kind of the, uh, the proverbial stuff has hit the fan. And so you, uh, we've carried these kind of devices over here, the, the device of last resort, you know, grave danger, imminent danger, uh, risk of loss of life. Uh, but the new thing that we've got here is the bivy, and it, what's really cool about it is that it just tethers with your phone. So anywhere you are in the world, uh, you can text. You can't call yet, but uh, it uses the Iridium satellite network uh, to connect with your phone. So basically, you can text, tell everybody, you know, uh, if you don't have that, that sat phone, you could tell them, you know, hey, I'm fighting this monster fish for 12 hours. Everything's okay. It's got one button check-in. It's got... Uh, 
pretty cool one-button SOS as well. It's a little bit different uh, than the other products that ACR makes, but it's pretty cool that you can communicate now. Different type of product, though. You know, it's if you want to be in touch with folks. But uh, the other one is, you know, the stuff has hit the fan. But yeah, this is cool to have now too. It is route tracking. You know, you can create new maps, blaze a trail. It's crowdsource maps too. So if like when I take Cooper out to the Everglades, we hike and stuff. You know, I can see where other people's routes are and things like that. So it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, nice. So ACR Science of Survival. So they yeah. that that's what everybody needs in their life to. Yeah, there's, their life. I'm telling you, and we talked about this earlier, There's, if there's one thing on the boat that you could have uh, for yeah. a sense of security is, you know, something like a right. personal locating beacon or yeah. the, the EPIRB. I mean, yeah. just to have that every time we, we go out, there's one on my boat at, at all times, and I feel so much more confident taking my family out and, you know, making those long runs, whatever, whatever the run is, you know, because you never yep. know. You could be a mile offshore and bad things happen, yep. you know, but there's always one on the boat or... You know, it's, it's just a, it's an insurance policy. You say whatever it is, whatever it costs, if something bad were to happen, you'd pay quadruple whatever yeah. that was. So yeah. it's better now just to invest in something like that. And when the crap hits the fan, like you said, you just one push of a button, somebody's coming to rescue I you. I always right. tell people uh, one mile is a long way to swim, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 One mile is a <laughs> really, yeah. really long way. Uh, Anyone who's watched the qualified captain understands. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Ozzy, what's your one that got away? Just like you. Yeah. I've been all over the world fishing i only need one billfish species to do the royal slam and that's a spearfish uh. um mahi i living in south florida fishing in guatemala fishing all over the place and this happened a few years back actually at the guatemala invitational that of course everybody's you know want to catch that day 50 60 selfish but we also have you know our Tuna category, grotto category, and sure enough, uh, Doug from King Selfish Mounts, mm -hmm. he hooked up to a 50-pounder right before that happened to me, um, and everybody was high-fiving, you know, my God, we're going to you know, win that category with a 50-pound bull, and sure enough, uh, maybe an hour later, my line goes off, I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's going to be a selfish, or, uh, and it just starts ripping and ripping and ripping, and... Sure enough, as soon as I jumped, that's when I actually started to feel, oh, my God, getting a little nervous because yeah. I really didn't want to lose that fish. It was going to be my biggest mahi ever. And uh, reeling it in, back, you know, the boat's backing up, reeling it in, and all of a sudden it just started sounding. And back and forth and back and forth. And everybody, all the guys, of course, because you know how it is in the tournament. Everybody, come on, hurry up, Ozzy. You know, yeah, just cut yeah. the line, you know. You, know, you don't can't make it run. Yeah, and it's, yeah, correct. It's making yeah. all these runs. and. And I could just see him there little by little coming up. He just went sideways, of course, and then just started, you know, swimming and just little by little going up the water column. And and sure enough, and all of a sudden, it just let go. The, yeah. the hook broke on. And I'm like, you son of a, you know what? <laughs> and until this day, and of course, of course, Doug, having Doug from King Selfish Mount on the, on the boat, he's like, don't worry about it, Ozzy. I'll mount one one of these days, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a replica for you. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But of all the fish, because I've caught, trophy. I've caught, I could say that, you know, we we do live the dream. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, we're look at our jobs, you know. But that is one fish. And I've seen people catch 40, 50 pounds in front of me all the time. You know, 60 pounders, this, that. And, and sure enough, this was a little bigger than Doug's and not meant to be. Not that day. Yeah. 
some other day, but that's what keeps you coming back, though. Yes. If you caught everyone, there would be no fishing. It wouldn't be. That is what keeps it's you just, coming back, right? Just, you got to lose one every now and then. Just to, it keeps you humble and keeps you coming back. And it educates you too. Yeah. I always say you learn more from the ones you miss than the ones you catch. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so it, much it, in life. The yeah. failures are, are yeah. so much more valuable than the successes. It's like I always love making this trip, and that's going to Prince Edward Island for giant bluefin tuna. Yeah. My biggest so far is 900 pounds on, on sitting and 850 stand-up that I would never do again. <laughs> I would never do that again. Yeah. But I don't want to catch my 1,000-pounder. You know, that's my grander. I want to catch it. And hopefully it'll happen this year or the next, whatever. But, yeah, it's it just – it's an addiction. I mean, it's just sometimes people come, oh, you're a fishing freak. No, it's not that. I mean, even if I'm in the bathtub, I want to fish. It, that's what happens, you know. I'm just I'm passionate for this sport. That's why I'm happy when I see George catching his blue marlin in front of me, mm-hmm. going to Guatemala or seeing clients for that matter. It's gotten to a point already that I may fish a little bit with with the clients, but the excitement of seeing those people that actually caught their fish for the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't listen any better than that. How far no, out in uh, PEI do you got to go to run for uh, for tuna? Um, Four miles, five miles, sometimes. <laughs> yes, not that. Yeah. Sometimes, it, it yeah. sometimes maybe ten miles, and most so depending maybe. where they're at. Maybe, but yeah, I mean, you can you can literally, you know, you're hand feeding these. That same thing yeah. you do to tarpon, you're doing that to these fish. So basically, you you have your line in your hand, your leader, with your with your macro, and you're waiting. Oh no, not that one. Oh no, not that one. Oh, oh how about this one? Wow, boom! This I know incredible. Andy's trying to get me to go up there. I think he's up there now, Moise. He, he's because he's the freaking king, but he he we were supposed to go last year. COVID happened, didn't happen. That trip was like set. Yeah. And now he's like, well, here we are. It's September, October again, and, and so that's when you want to be there between the September know. October time frame. He's I think I think he's not up there yet, but he'll be up there in like a couple of weeks, and he'll be there for the whole season. So he's trying to get me to go up there. So I don't know if I can make it. That'd be great. Well, that's you know. Do you know we'll why see. I love that uh, one that got away? question so much is because when they tell the story you know first off you know fishermen we love stories and we're always telling stories to each other but it's while you're telling the story you're picturing in your mind what that sword's doing you're picturing in your mind what how that mahi you know how that came off that's that's been the same since we were little kids when mm-hmm. you're imagining okay if i put this bait out there you're not just looking at the surface of the water you're thinking about what is that bait doing under the water what are the fish doing and you're imagining the whole time that's why it's great as a little kid and great as an adult and that's what i also think why the what the art that's why i was drawn to your art originally is because that's what i'm picturing what what's happening under the water you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. the, it's you're bringing that, that to life, you know, before there were GoPros and before there were, you know, wa- underwater mounts and stuff like that. I mean, you, you're you're bringing to life our imagination of what's happening under the water. You, you know, know it, to play off that, too, and I think therein lies the difference between photography, which is an art in its own right, and re- doing more realistic painting. And p- some people would say, oh, why do you want to strive for real or whatever, or, you know, or... or you know, why don't you just go the opposite way? And sometimes I do, you know what I mean? I like to have fun and do that. But to the point that you just made, um, you want to really kind of also capture how it feels, mm-hmm. right? In with that attitude, it's like, it's not just about the actual fish and what it looks like. You could take a picture to show that, but there's a different attitude behind a painting when you're trying to 
accentuate the energy of feeling and emotion. Dynamism. And telling a story, right? And you always want to kind of tell the story of the event. I have uh, an idea in my head. It's funny. I just wrote this down today um, about a new painting that I want to start. I don't even know if I should talk about this yet. <laughs> but... <laughs> But you know, uh, go ahead. You talk about the bubbles coming off the the skin, the way that the bubbles and and the you know, just yeah, in the skirt over there or off of the the bill here, you know, of yeah. the fish. It's amazing. But you know what, Dennis? I mean, if you look at your art, you know, it's realistic and it's actually how it, I mean, portrays how it actually happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. it uh, that's how it is. And I would I mean, say to you, bring a mask and fins to Guatemala yeah. because there's so many opportunities that you know that we've gotten in the water with fish mm-hmm. just to see that. And that that's a unique opportunity, and you get so many opportunities that you, you know you can take a couple moments, an extra moments, and get in the water and just and, yeah. and see how those fish are reacting. And when one comes up, so often there's a, a partner with them that's that may not feed, but be swimming alongside them. And just, uh, I think that might be, you know, inspiration yeah. for you as well. Yeah. 100%. When you get that lonesome, you're like, okay, oh, one single fish. No, mm-hmm. if you get in the water, you'll see that there's three or four hanging yeah. out with them. Well, just to give you a little leak on, on the idea that it's a yellowfin tuna piece with birds involved, and I'm going to name the painting Fiesta. So, and it comes from actually, a, it's, it's a chop of a, of a, a portion of the sun also rises from Hemingway. I read that today, actually, and it gave me the idea for this painting. Reading a Hemingway quote gave me an idea for a tuna painting. But well, I think your next one, since you talk about Hemingway, he talking about Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway said the king of all fish was a bluefin tuna. Mm-hmm. Once you experience that, yeah. you'll see why. Yeah, I mean there there's no better tackle tester than that monster. I mean it's just amazing. Andy wrote a really good piece. Um, I don't know why I'm chewing ice on a podcast, but I am. <laughs> Andy wrote a really good piece in this last issue of Marlin Magazine on the PEI fishery. And it's really good. I would really highly suggest everyone go read it because it gives a little history behind the fishery, um, the regulations, and how they've changed over the years and how it's really, really coming back. Yep. Lately. So. Well, keep in mind, everything is going up upwards because, uh, you know, since... Since I deal a lot with Tony McDonald, you know, up there in, in mm-hmm. Prince Edward Island, um, of course, you know, he has seven, his fleet is seven boats, 45-foot hustlers, I believe it is, or I forgot what it's called. Well, they they do lobster, scallop, uh, do a bunch of other things, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, tuna is the little bit of season because you're talking about July, August, September, October-ish, so right. to say. You Small know? window. And, yeah, it's it's just amazing how how they have seen other species of fish go north. I guess the water is getting a little warmer and stuff like that, and they have seen that, you know. And mm-hmm. he's telling me, hey, Ozzy, I've gotten to the point that I've seen already dolphin out here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, incredible. So maybe that's why it's getting better for them because, you know, it's – but it's just an incredible fishery up there. I mean, Well, he goes into it a little bit in the article um, about how there was a gap of time where nobody was catching them mm-hmm. anymore. And this is even after the regulations were in place. We're like, well, they left. They're gone. They're not here anymore. Maybe they overfished it. There were a lot of guesses and why and what. And Andy's theory, which, to be honest with you, I trust Andy's theory more than anybody's theory in the world because the guy's, I mean, one of the best fishermen on the planet, and he's the guy that's there all the time, every day for the season. So he knows, you know, like what's going on. And the guy thinks like a fish. 
So I would really trust that over science any day. Yeah. And I'm not knocking science because whatever, but that's – so he kind of just thinks that they just got smart. And the fishermen weren't smart enough because they just kept trolling the same areas, right? You see how they are when the net boats come out. Yep. They all come running. Exactly. Right? They all come running. And it's just like, why? It's just because they know. Yeah, they they're hang around stupid. all the herring boats and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they're not I mean, stupid. Yeah. yeah, learned behavior. Yeah. yeah. Food motivated. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So. Like me. The what? <laughs> just <laughs> food motivated like me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, I mean, PEI, got to get up there. Yep. Just like you got to get to Guatemala. Absolutely. Well, you're getting there, so you're. Yeah. And so are you, so yeah. your yeah. score. Count me there. In. So, you know. Um, regarding Pacific fins, right, there's a volcano there. Yes, right. There's quite the, a few. There's the quite a few. There's the town there. There's the coffee makers there, right? Yep. A um, lot of bunch of stuff to do. Yes. Um, it's really great for families. Yes. Right. So you know, I'm telling you know Liz, you know, I'm like I'm going to Guatemala. She's like, well, what about our trip? I'm like, well, why don't you come, right? And then so, you know, so we'll see. I don't know. But you, you're bringing the family there? You already brought the family there? Yeah, I'm going to bring them on the tail end of my hosted trip. I'm going to fly the kids out after mm-hmm. everybody, I'm gonna get the, the day the guests leave. I'm going to have them come in and, and film. Did yeah. you bring Heather there already? Yeah, she filmed an episode there. She went to Tikal with me nice. and, uh, and fished there. And It's one yeah. of those places. And that's, and, and I think, uh, you know, for, for, for years they've catered to the hardcore fishermen. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more for the family to offer. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I go there and... Even on the hosted trips, three days of fish, and I, you know, I don't need to fish three days. And wait until they actually experience Las Lagunas. Yeah, yeah. What's Las Lagunas? There's another resort in uh, next to Tikal. Okay. Oh God, it's just another level. I mean, really? there's a, there's a resort. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just it's so much to it that we went to a resort on this on this lake, and stayed to go to Tikal. It's near Tikal where the Mayan ruins are, and it's. It's, it's, it's like you're like somewhere close to like Fiji on a freshwater. There's howler monkeys. Really? Yeah, there's howler monkeys in the trees when you walk outside your door, and mm-hmm. it, it, you feel like you're in a zoo. But and the funny thing too is I tell people, like you go to the volcano and you start to climb up this volcano. Well, there's no guardrail there. There's no somebody stopping you like a Disney and saying, "Don't go anymore." Yeah. Like you could go as far as you want. You want to go to the top where it's boiling out. Good luck. There's nobody really? to stop you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're in, in Tikal and you're climbing, climbing the Mayan ruins, you're climbing yeah. right up a pyramid. You're Those like, American lawyers so, wouldn't allow that. Yeah, oh, and that's how I kept saying, like, <laughs> there's no way you could ever do this in America. There's no, no way. There's no, there's liability here, the liability that. There's And it's gotten to the point that before you used to, it was the first thing is when you climb these volcanoes, you go and you roast marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Really? But it gets better now. So I just heard not so long ago. With a really long stick? No. You're, you're actually <laughs> doing it right there in front of you. So the other thing is I just heard that now they're actually baking pizzas there too. <laughs> Come on. What? So now you have the guys that take you, the, you know, tour, the tour guides, whatever. Oh, you haven't t- lived till you've eaten a Guatemalan Imagine volcano that. baked pizza. That's right. That, then my next trip to Pacaya, one of these, yeah. I got to bake a pizza. Volcano Coming fire. from Florida too, right? You come from, from, from yeah. I, I grew up in Florida. It's flat. There's no yeah. mountains. So... When you get there and there's these giant volcanoes and you can hear like the lava is pouring out and you hear the rocks tumbling down, you're that close where you can see the rocks tumbling down. Right. The lava pouring out, it's just you're like, whoa! It's, it's. and one of the volcanoes several years ago, Fuego, erupted and unfortunately killed like a thousand people. Well, it came right through a town, and when I tell you that it created crevasses that look like 
the biggest flow of water came through this area, but it was lava flowing down, I said, at 200 miles an hour. And it just gouged the land. Half the mountain fell off and just gouged through this, you know, very affluent golf course in this neighborhood and just killed all of these people. So this is, this is how active these things are. And Fuego, is, you drive by, it's constantly puffing. I mean, it, you can just see it sit there puff There's, and puff and um, puff. Mm. I believe, I could be wrong. 32 volcanoes, I believe it is, or 33 volcanoes in Guatemala, uh-huh. and three active. And when did Fuego erupt? Uh, you did your show around that, so what was the first Probably two season? years. Yeah, it was, oh, it was, it was right around when you recorded? I think it was two years prior to me being there. So yeah. it was probably wow. about five years ago it erupted. Yeah. yeah. And they were still rebuilding the bridges over the the crevasses that were created. They were creating bridges over the over the, how it changed. And we're not talking about a small crevice. I no. mean, yeah. we're talking about I mean deep. Yeah. yeah, but the Pacific Fins is not in a volcano. No, no, no. no, you're, no, you're, no. You're, you're in the areas. coast. Just to want to make that clear. No, you're in the those, coast. You no, don't have to. Yeah. Plus, the cool thing Let's about it is when you're, when you're fighting fish, you're actually in the background. You get the volcanoes behind you. So imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool too when you go out and. Uh, you say to the captain, well, what do you think it's going to be like out there today? Well, they have a saying that if you can see the volcanoes, it's, it's going to be a, a little choppy. A choppier day. And if you can't see the volcanoes, then it's, it's calm. Be calm. Because of the, like the... Because of the, the underground. No, what happens is, since they do a lot of sugar cane there. So sometimes when they're burning the sugar cane, the way the wind is, if it's the wind is calm, mm-hmm. you know, all that smoke and everything else just oh. covers... Gotcha. The volcanoes. So when they're super clear, it's a little yeah. rougher offshore. When it's when you can't see them, then yeah. it's a very calm day. Correct. And most times they're not. Yeah, the vast majority of the times it's calm when you go out yeah. there. Yeah, because so, Guatemala is pretty much ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. mostly calm when you yep. go. Yeah. Correct. Wow. I can't wait. Oh, it's gonna be a blast. Yeah. How many people do we have going for this? It's quite a few. I mean, so our, take me through the tournament, right? So, Billfish, right? Yes. Tournament in. It, Give me all the details here. Like, so, can people enter still, or is it yes, like locked yes. down? I mean, so what happens is we have now three resorts that we're actually using. So Pacific Fins filled, and we're filling up uh, another resort, and then another resort. So, but regardless, everything is happening at Pacific Fins. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, well, you know, I wanted. I understand you wanted to stay in Pacific Fins, but regardless, you're gonna have fun because the majority of the time you're gonna. The only time you that's sleeping, you're gonna be sleeping. Whether it's a Pacific fence or somewhere else, that's the only time you're going to be doing it. Right. Partying and hanging out and having a great time with everybody else is going to be at Pacific fence. Um, and then, of course, we'll be fishing three days, uh, lodging four nights. Um, you got the foods. We have already, I already had a, sent out a newsletter. I have this guy named Matt Moore, famous chef that's going to be out there. He's always in Fox and CVS and different networks, and he's done a lot. Uh, and then, um, of course, George Goss, Mr. Celebrity, too. Mm-hmm. He'll be there, Far too. Uh, and then, of course, we have some other high-profile fishing guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I'm working on other celebrities that might also go there, too. Yeah, cool. Uh, all in all, it's just great time. Everybody network and interacting with people you never met before. I couldn't tell you how many people have actually became, you know, become friends from meeting that person the first time there. Mm-hmm. You know, and also do business with that person. So, it's... It's not a pressure tournament, so to say, because you're gonna have like all these other tournaments, millions of dollars on the line. Mm-hmm. But it gets it's it gets competitive because that's our nature. It gets competitive, but it's also very fun. Mm-hmm. So that's you know when you get that. But of course, last year we made it exciting, and you know we should even did a Calcutta that everybody wanted love to get into. Mm-hmm. Some people made some money, and some people, of course, didn't. Uh, but it's just overall. 
It is the best time to be there because it does it during our peak season. Mm-hmm. Uh, great weather, great fishing. Um, and it just, I tell everybody, you know, it just don't be, you know, last because sooner than later, and it will be soon, I'm going to have to say it's sold out because it will be sold out. Where are the dates? December 9th through the 13th. 9th through the 13th. You come in the 9th, then you fish 10, 11, 12, out the 13th. And every nice. day is always you're cooking, eating. I mean, you're you're always having a great time. Yeah, you'd be treated like yeah, a king well, of the whole course. time you're there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, hundred percent. Especially if George is there, we'll see too. Well, I'll be there in November as well. I have a guided, uh, hosted trip that we're doing in November. The first, I think it's November sixth. I have a, a guided trip uh, that will bring twenty clients. We still have a couple spots open for that. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Um, we fly direct from Miami uh, to Guatemala City. Um, it's like a two-hour flight? Two-hour flight, okay. very simple, very easy. We get there, we land. We're probably going to take the bus ride to the coast, but on the way, I think we're going to stop at the volcanoes on the way. Cool. Check those out. Then we're going to have three full days of fishing, four nights uh, at the resort, and then the final day, we're going to come back and we're going to spend that night in Antigua that we talked about, stay at Casa Santo Domingo, spend a day in Antigua, and then um, head back to Miami on the final okay. day. So that's that's an nice. available trip as well. and. You know, that's all-inclusive, and I'll be on that one, you know, kind of chaperoning, guiding, concierging. Yeah. Yeah, that's something you're going to have to look for in the future. Yeah. For you. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. yeah, a lot of fun. 100%. I like your uh, your Instagram, swimming with the locals. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Because yeah. that's what, you know, it, it yeah. starts to get that way, how people, they're like, okay, can we get in the water with them? Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's right. got to the point that then it was not just selfish, and everybody wants to get in with the marlin and yeah. stuff like that. The marlin, I Gets try not to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> because no matter what, you're trying to revive them, you know, it's right. just, I'd rather, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, people just lo- love doing that. Yeah. People Beautiful. just love doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's definitely one of those destinations that you said, like you spoke of, you go once and it's not going to be your. Oh, no, you're hooked. You understand. You're going to go back. You're just going to go back. I mean, I just, I got, I just got back from Panama. I love Panama. The fishing is absolutely incredible in Panama. The the, the uh, yellowfin fishery was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I don't think it's nearly as easy to get to. Right. Guatemala, I don't think they're. Uh, and you know what? He, George has brought up a good point. More than ever. I've had people that just, when they want to go on vacation, they just want to get there. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to, the hassle, especially, you know, people are just like, okay, then I have to jump hoops through here. Then I have to do this. I have to do that. Especially during these COVID times. People yeah. are just sick and tired. Of it. There's a they, lot of uncertainty. And yeah. to think you're going to get to an area and get stuck in an area. And, you know, I felt that, I felt that a little bit in Panama. But, you know, in Guatemala, I've never felt that. Like I said, you fly direct in, you land. They're there to greet you. The bus is there. It's it's very simple to get in and get out of. And that stuff no matters. Oh, it's you huge. Know, I actually just heard a story because with the Olympics going on, I just heard a story about how the, these media guys they got to fly however long it takes to get to Japan, twenty hours or whatever it is. But when they get there, they process for like five hours because they're so COVID crazy that you got to fill out all this paperwork and they keep you like in quarantine and like the whole thing and just getting through that and all that matters with travel like yeah. really you don't want to come home and like be stuck in a custom line for for hours yeah you know? and again we have always since day one since everything's happened and of course you know everybody had to put that reset button yeah that you know okay what are we gonna do different this year this season and COVID has changed everything around. I mm-hmm. mean, now, of course, all our guys are vaccinated. 
you know, they still wear their, you know, their buffs. They still wear their, you know, protective gear. Um, so, it, it, and also a lot of clients were beginning, you know, everybody's almost vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And of course the state, the United States now wants anybody, whether it's Guatemala, anywhere in, around the world, in order to get back into the country, you got to get tested. Right. You got to have a negative COVID test. And we do that right at the resort. So, at it's the not resort. Like, so you don't have to go down somewhere for a clinic or where this and that. We do it there. So people are seeing that. It's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's great. Whether you come back from fishing, you do the test, or you do a, a breakfast in the morning or whatever. And just the less you have the, the clients do, the mm-hmm. better. Because they're there for vacation. You don't want to bother nobody. That's you why know? you're going. Yeah. Correct. Right? And a two-hour direct flight, it's like. That's yeah. nothing. Two yeah. no, and it gets better because before, when you get to Guatemala City, then it's like, okay, you have that whatever hour and something drive or, or two hours. But now more than, I mean, our guest is like, Ozzy, how do we get to that private plane of yours? So now they're actually taking the, the, the private plane, mm-hmm. and it's like 12, 15 minutes from the city right next to the resort. It's really cool. I mean, we had a lot, it was funny because we had not planned on doing that on, on the last trip that I did with with all my clients. The final day, I asked for a show of hands at dinner. I said, hey, listen, we have the opportunity to get some planes to fly back rather than a, a van ride. Who wants to take the planes back, private planes back? And every hand went up. Yeah. So within, you know, a couple hours, we had all the planes lined up mm-hmm. the next morning to take everybody you know, to the airport by, by small commuter plane. And they love that. It's just, a, it's, and it's part of the adventure. I think all of us seek an adventure. Right. And a trip like this is an adventure. It's just like fishing. It's just like whatever we do. It's just this adventure that's deep innate inside of us. And trips like this, I just think help fulfill that. And every little bit that you add to it, whether it's climbing a mountain or going to Tikal or jumping on a little plane to go to the coast, it's just a, another part of the adventure. Walking around a new town and a new street and meeting new people. It's just an adventure. And that's the cool part about it is that just, like Something I've always right. told, told everybody, when they call me and they have a long conversation with me, because, of course, they ask you so many questions. And I've always said, talk is, for me, talk has always been cheap. Once you experience it, yeah, like I said, you're hooked. You're hooked for that, that. You're not going anywhere else. Well, this all sounds horrible, gentlemen. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let the wife hear it. Yeah. <laughs> sounds absolutely terrible. Um, I'm looking forward to it, like, greatly. Right. Um, for those of you guys listening and watching in, um, how can they contact you to get involved? They can call us at 888-431-5556 or just go to the website at PacificFinsResort.com. And right. it has all the information you need there. Perfect. And you want to register for the tournament, you can do that there Absolutely. as well. Yes. And right. sooner. I mean, yeah. I would say soon. Yes. All right. Or the hosted trip. They can reach out to Ozzy yeah, and correct. get you the information. Yeah. And then yeah. just, okay. you have to go with George. All right. Yes, in so November. Through or they can reach out to me either way. Either I started way. posting some stuff socially as well, some information that okay. for, for my trip as well. Right. And you're at Captain George Gods, right? Yep. And um, you're at Pacific Fins? Yeah, correct. Right? And then so that if you just want to do it through social media, Instagram message, you could do that as well. Yep. All right. So... No matter how you need to get in touch with them, they will get in touch with you back. Absolutely. So, no problem there. So, gentlemen, I thank you greatly for thank coming you for having us. to yeah. visit thank me Thank you for having today, us. That's correct. Right? And um, it's always good to see you. Uh, I'm sure we'll want to hang out um, at the bar for a minute after and, you know, shoot the shite for a little bit. And, Enjoy uh, some of this pilar. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks again, bro. <laughs> so, um, cool. Awesome. We good? We good? Good. All right. So I just want to remind everyone that if they're in the market for a new truck, right, to give our friends Joey Cardi, uh, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, a call. Um, price selection service. 
You can't beat it. Um, and if you're thirsty, which a lot of times you might be thirsty, um, wrestle up um, some uh, Papa's Pilar rum. Remind you never to be a spectator. And if you're hungry, go see our friends at Papa's P or Papa's Raw Bar right down the street. You can order something on the Connected by Water sushi menu. Um, yeah, that's you heard that right. Wow. Uh, we got a lot of our friends have rolls named after them locally in the area. You got the OCD roll. You got the Jumbalicious roll. You got the Tikizi roll, of course, and you got the uh, the uh, surreal roll. And uh, so a lot of a lot of our buddies around here, they got they all got a roll. On, have on to, there, so. You have to get one over there. Yeah, yeah. we got to get get on over to Papa's, and we'll talk about getting a roll on the menu there. And um, if you are on a boat and you have left land, and you do not have one of the fine products that we mentioned today on ACR from ACR on your boat, then you need to turn around and go back to land <laughs> and grab one, then put it on your boat, and then head back out because you need it. It's a necessity. Yep. It's not an option. Yeah, right? if you're so taking your family out there, it's the smallest uh, investment that you can make. This is the safest thing. You don't ever, in hindsight, want to look back and think that you didn't do what was needed to protect your family. It's mm -hmm. just a small investment to ensure that everybody's going to get home safe. I mean, I'm on the water more than most, and things go bad in a hurry. When they go bad in a hurry, it's it's nice to have something like that to yep. ensure that you get home and get your family home. Yeah, you may not have enough time to think through it. That's yeah. for sure. Yep. Um, I want to give a shout out to a couple of Ohanas that we are involved with, with Maui Jim, um, the uh, best sunglass company in the world, hands down, no doubt about it. Uh, one of the best companies to be involved with. Um, and also Olakai. Um, so we, we love our footwear from Olakai, um, and they are just a beautiful, beautiful company to work with. Yeah, great partners. Um, so, and uh, shout out to Pop Amigos, and um, and uh, I'm going to give a, a shout out to CV Boats because we designed the D Freel collection nice. over there in their entire line of apparel, um, and you can purchase that at shop.cvboats.com. So, um, gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you for thank giving you. me your time today and traveling to the new studio to see us. So, Thanks for having right. us. Your ego. It's not your amigo. <laughs> Always do your best, and at the end of the day, just let God do the rest, and no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, don't ever forget that we are all connected, connected by, water. by water. Thank you. Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.